But, you know, here, as, as we're going through this, I just want to point out, because these documents are similar to um, other ones you've reviewed. Now, as you've said, very few people like actually read 115 pages, okay? But these documents, when they're put together, they're used to then boil down the talking points for the supposed elected officials, not just here in the United States, but around the world and all these different governments, all these World Bank, BIS member countries and everything. They're boiled Case down. Case in point. Case yeah. in point. November 2022, COP27, right? You had, you had John Kerry and you had Macron and Trudeau and all these politicians come out with all these buzz phrases, buzzwords, talking points. Folks, you will see those exact phrases in these documents from the Bank of International Settlements or the UN or some subsidiary of the UN. Well, and just like Joe Biden running on Build Back Better, which is just a slogan taken out of all this stuff, just like we talked about Trump promoting the public-private partnership, it comes out of all these type of documents going back 10 yep. years ago. So there's policy wonks that take this stuff, they boil it down, they hand it off to the politicians in the form of bumper sticker slogans. But the other thing, Jim... <clears throat> Unfortunately, in the world we live in today, a whistleblower actually makes no difference because a real whistleblower used to have to get on mainstream media, on a Fox News, on a MSNBC, and then hopefully they're reaching millions of people and that's how things would be uncovered, you know. So you would imagine when these documents circulate around within this industry, both on the public side and the private side, there's got to be folks who read them and go, wait, this is nonsense. This is crazy. This isn't going to work. But that's all the people they have to get on board with this are the ones that were within the industry that they have to implement at the executive level, the management level, the heads of departments that are actually moving this forward in both the public and private sectors in the financial institution because they need to implement a lot of this stuff to actually make it happen, to move us towards uh cbdc and other things that are part of the slave system because you would imagine anyone like let's say just your career had taken you into working inside of let's say you were working in city or you were working in you know goldman sachs or something and this type of stuff is coming across your desk are you not the type of person who goes what the hell is this this stuff like or you're making decisions of whether or not your uh, your funded city is going to invest in green bonds and things like this is the type of stuff you'd be reading right similar to yeah how you've done it for your own business for your oil and gas royalties if, business well if you find it to see, that's the hard thing. I knew where to look. Once I started digging and finding a few documents, then it was easy to find all this stuff, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, that there's a hedge fund manager. I, I read you a little piece of his, uh, his December 22nd newsletter, and he's ripping Tesla as, a, as a, the, the price or valuation of the company to shreds, right? It's not worth, mm -hmm. he said, 20 bucks a share, and it's trading at like 110. And, but yet... And he's talking about electric vehicles in this letter. Has he read these documents? I doubt it. Hmm. I doubt it. Didn't find it. no one he in his in his on his team has found these documents. But do you he, think? The, I mean, I I had to physically go to the BIS website to pull up the first couple of documents, and then you start doing you know you you hear about a document in or a report in an article. How many people click the link to, to the re actual report and, and the document? I'm tired of reading somebody's opinion about a document, some journalist's opinion. So I clicked the links. That's how I found all this crap. But do you think the wheels, 
like it keeps churning and moving forward because if BIS, um, you know, says it's real, you know, if you're in the finance world or investment world or you're in business, is it real because they say it's real? And I mean, obviously you're looking for places as a business person or a banker to make money, right? So this industry could be completely fake. I know it's completely fake, but hell, I could make short-term or long-term uh, revenue off this or, or uh, interest off this because it's real because the BIS says it's real. I mean, is that how is that how you think a lot of people in the business game would think if they were looking at this, even if they well, realize look, it's I a give, scam? I give them credit. Their marketing has been brilliant. Mm. They have, they have, the marketing has been spot on. It has been brilliant, right? Look how many, go back to what we just talked about. You, you're at a dinner party. And you let's say there's 30 people there, and you say show of hands who thinks the the number of of hurricanes that make landfall in the U.S. has increased over the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and who thinks that the the strength of those hurricanes has increased? I bet you it's 95 percent or higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, and I'm talking not even just street level people, but people that are actually working within the system right in one way or another right, because the media has has done nothing but spew the lie repeatedly for the for how many years now and it's just i mean it's ramped up you know in the last few years where they're doing they're talking about it more but it's the same lie they were telling 20 25 years ago yeah it's, it's like well ago. exactly like let's say you know, all of a sudden, I mean, and who even cares now? Even you take someone like Tucker Carlson, what's his ratings? Two, three people listen, two, three million people listen every night. That's even nothing anyway. But like if he came out on TV and he said, look, I talked to this guy, Jim. I looked at some documents. Holy crap. This whole thing is a grift. It was created by the bankers. And the whole purpose is to drive us into a central bank digital currency system. Simple. That's it. You don't have to go through 20,000 pages to understand what this whole system is about. But they need to convince the people that are in the industries to move it forward. The 99% of people that are on the street, they're just engineered into it because they go with whatever the policy or regulation is, whatever the culture is, whatever society deems. By the time it gets down to us and you walk into your bank and they tell you, it does, like most people aren't going to ask questions. They just go with the flow. Well, most people don't, re don't remember anything but recent history. Right. So they, they, they don't recent history meaning of, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Right. So they don't yeah. keep a log of, you know, when was the last major, major, major hurricane that was bigger than Katrina or bigger than Irma? Uh, you, you, you know, they don't know. Right. I don't even know. I have to go look it up. Right. Yeah. Most people, and they're too busy. They're too busy. They, the, the elites, I say, when I say they, folks, just know I'm talking about Mr. Global, the elites, Rockefellers, et al., the banksters. When the banksters want everybody so busy, so in debt, that you're not paying attention to any of this crap, and you don't have time to go through documents like I have. Right. Exactly. Now, let me ask you, just if you were in, uh, okay, let's say... You were just investing in all types of stuff right now, okay? Like you were putting money all over the place. Obviously, you have the oil and gas royalties. You've you've been involved with that in different ways since 2010. 
uh, you believe it's a sound investment because you've done all the research. You know that fossil fuels aren't going away. You're getting a higher rate of return, you know, on average than you would if you had your money just sitting in the stock market. If you wanted to, right, could you go with everything that you've researched here and go make a ton of money in this uh, climate grift right now through different investments or getting government grants or getting involved? Could, could you do that if you felt like doing that? That's an interesting question. So in Houston, every year, uh, late January, early February, uh, they have a National Energy Expo, okay? Mm -hmm. They finally, I went, I went in 2022. I'm not going this year. I went in 2022. They had a section for green energy and like potential investments, solar, wind, et cetera, right? Okay, for those that don't know, I've been going to this conference uh, since about 2012. There's there's over a thousand exhibitors. It's massive. Right. To walk the floor of exhibitors, it's literally an all day process, and you can't talk to everybody. It's that big. Okay. The green people were stuck in the back corner of the convention center, the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston. And there was, I think there was like 15 or 20 booths, right? 60 to 70% of them, nobody showed up. Just <laughs> empty booths with the name of the company. There was nobody there. Okay. Wow. There was not one wind company. Even though wind is bigger than solar, there wasn't one wind company. I mean, you're, the whole part, point of the expo is to, you know, get your name out there and maybe get investors involved, right? I mm -hmm. wanted to personally, at the, I wanted to see what are the economics? It, can I invest in a solar farm? And what are the economics if I can, right? To quote unquote diversify in case, you know, if they're going to yeah. build this crap, yeah, you can make money off it. That's where my head went, right? Right, right. If they say it's real, if the bankers say it's real, it's real as far as can I make money off it. It doesn't have to work. Somebody's going to make money off of or, it. Or Somebody's do what it claims it's going to do for the planet, but are there ways to make money right. off it? If all of a sudden you said, hey, I can invest in this for three years and triple my money, yeah, hey, look, it's going to exist whether I do it or not. I'll go invest in it. Right. Right. Well, if you if you watch the documentary, um, you know about the climate, some of the documentaries about climate change, you'll realize that a lot of these investments, like Solyndra and all this other crap, these solar panels out in the desert that have mirrors that's going to heat, you know, call, uh, magnify the sun power and then collect the energy and stuff, they're literally broken glass all over the desert, like they're they're destroyed. So the people that make money make money on the front end; they don't hold forever. That's what I was going to say. Right. Is there short term or yeah. are, are you only allowed to make money on it if you're in the like if you're a licensed criminal, as Mike Moore would say, you're licensed right. to commit crime. So can you only make money off these scams like Solyndra if you're friends with a politician, if, if you're, you're part you're of the club with the banker? Yeah. Yeah. If you're part of the club. Well, that's that's what I walked away with, because of the handful of solar companies that were there, none of them were. A smaller scale, they were all large scale projects. And I call them projects because what they were really looking for is somebody to hand them money to go buy a giant track of land that then they were going to um, 
build out the facility and sell the power to the power company. But they had to get the agreement from the power company. So they had to buy the land first. Then they had to get all the agreements with the power company. Then they would build the facility. Tons of risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Because if you put your money in, they were literally saying it's five to seven years to get the contracts in place. Jeez. You get no rate of return for five to seven years. And then maybe if we agree, everybody can agree on the contracts and the economics don't change in those five to seven years, then we can go build a facility and start generating a rate of return. Right. Yeah. Every one of them was like that. No, the, these were the companies that you saw at the trade show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so let me ask, let me just ask you this, because do you think, and this is the same in uh, tech startups, the same in podcasting, there's so much stuff that's fake out there and you see a company succeed or the story of the guy starting this in his garage. And it turns out he's Bill Gates and his dad was really powerful and he had all these connections to begin with. And he was, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Same with podcasters. You'll see somebody's big you know, Joe Rogan type, then you realize he's elevated. So when you go to these type of things, are there real people, like let's say a true believer like me, I go, listen, man, if I could just buy this land and put a million solar panels, I don't have to believe in it, but I'm going to get rich, that has that booth? Or are the people there already part of like the system? Like they know it's a scam and they're trying to put it together? Or are these people that actually think they could pull this off independently, privately? Oh, I think they could. They think they could pull it off, but I don't know how how convinced they were of the whole the whole climate change. Like that, they're going to save the know. world. They just thought maybe they could make money off it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, it was interesting. The other reason I was that was one agenda I had going to this conference. The other agenda was I know a lot of banks go to that conference that 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 exist and they exhibit right. I mm. know they do. So I wanted to ask the bankers face-to-face, -face, are you still in uh, lending to oil and gas? Mm. The answer was yes. Right. Because Exactly. That was for your own business. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't borrow money, but I just wanted to know. No, no, no. You wanted yes. to make... Yeah, you didn't want to hear right, the answer. It, no, we cut them off and we're not going to fund any more wells and any more rigs and any more pump jacks. Yeah. You wanted to make sure that wasn't the answer you were going to get. That's right. And not only was the answer yes, these were large to medium-sized commercial banks that most everybody uh, in your audience would would hear would know the name, okay? Mm. <laughs> not only was the answer yes, it was yes, but we have to keep it quiet. <laughs> Well, and you saw it in that document you reviewed, I think, on Monday. Was that the one with BlackRock from Texas, with the Texas yeah. State Committee hearings? And I mean, and then yeah. BlackRock was like, I mean, those guys from BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, they were all in there. I can't remember which ones, but they were saying it was BlackRock yeah, I mean, and Vanguard. They were it was in it, they was yeah. in a, uh, they they're being grilled by the Texas some Texas committee. Yeah, yeah. Texas uh, like legislature, and they and they yeah. said straight up like we do business with oil and gas. <laughs> yep you know meanwhile they're out here on the other hand talking about all this uh green stuff yeah it's uh right. it's interesting now on this it's a, page it's a hustle that's why i was asking you like could people make you know it, it's like at the beginning of coverland the high school theater production as soon as you start hearing moderna right moderna stock was not super high and i know friends of mine that bought moderna stock 
you know, it, it pumped, I don't know, double, triple, they got out right away, but they made some quick cash. And their feeling was, I mean, th- th- these are people that are making money to feed their family. They don't really care. Like, like I had said to him, do you feel dirty doing it? They're like, well, I mean, it's a publicly traded stock. I mean, what the hell? I know. I'm like, I knew I could make yeah. some money because they're going to talk it up. It's obviously going to go up. That was a point. They said, how many other politicians and people do you know behind the scenes got rich off it? They said, for all you know, Trump's probably getting rich off it. I said, well, <laughs> exactly. So that's why I was asking if there's knowing the grift, is there real, is there money that you could make inside this? To enrich, like I figure, if you're making money inside the grift, then using that money to go buy your homestead and escape the system, more power to you. But that's why I was asking: is it, or is it a lot more complex than that? You can't really make money unless you're part of the club. I haven't figured it out. Now, now I haven't spent you know a whole bunch of time. Once I realized that uh, it's just a grift and a hustle, and oil and gas is going nowhere, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. And then, well, like you said, then it becomes risky because are you going to try to make some quick cash and end up getting stuck in some reg- rug pull? You know, that's the other problem. Right. Because the, the quick cash you, that they... If you don't know maybe, what you're doing, you're the patsy. Well, I was going to say, the quick cash that those guys are making are when they get you and they go, listen, man, this is all a scheme. Nobody cares about the million solar panel rays we're going to put out in this field. But just Come give us a hundred grand, Jim. In. Get in. <laughs> the next thing you know, it's over. You're the guy who got your money stolen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So now this okay. was the next part. Planet Earth is facing a climate emergency. Yeah. And so they go on and spew the same crap from the IPCC. Scientists have a moral obligation to clearly warn humanity of any catastrophic threat and to, quote, tell it like it is, end quote. On the basis of this obligation, we declare with more than 11,000 scientists signatories from around the world, clearly and unequivocally that planet Earth is facing a climate emergency. Go ahead, read the, uh, read the comment there. It says, uh, trust the science. The science is settled. No debates, no questioning us. And that's Jim's uh, comment there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, trust the science. Climate it's change always- poses an unprecedented challenges to governance and global uh, social and economic financial systems. Again, it just climate change is going to blow up the financial system. Yet global emissions have kept rising since uh, since then, and this is from the Paris Agreement. And nothing indicates that this trend is revert reverting. Countries already planned production of coal, oil, and gas is inconsistent with limiting the warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2 degrees Celsius, thus creating a production gap and discrepancy between government plans and coherent coherent decarbonization pathways. What's my comment on that one? You're not listening to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the BIS is not happy. <laughs> no, 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 let me ask you again. Just to clarify with folks, do you think they're truly not happy because they're not ramping up the grift enough? They're not creating enough of an illusion? Or do you think this is what you've mentioned before, all a setup to later say, that's it, you guys failed, you didn't work fast enough, we're going to move you into a carbon-based, a carbon-credit-based system? It's both. It's both, right? Like, if, if they can get the policymakers, the the politicians that we supposedly elect 
to, to, you know, to represent the public, not the banksters, if they could get them to hurry up and implement all this crap for them, great. They'll roll out the carbon credit and CBDC system, you know, when, when they're ready. Mm-hmm. But if they fail, absolutely, I'm convinced they're going to point the finger at us. It's our fault. We didn't do, we didn't do enough. We didn't hurry up. And, uh, and what's wrong with us? Now they have to do it. And you'll see it in some of these documents. They will literally say that. We have to force it on people if they don't hurry up. Yeah, I think you had that quote from uh, the article we keep referencing from Monday that was actually Larry Fink, head of BlackRock, who said that they forced this stuff. <laughs> he actually used the word force. He's like, we will force these companies into uh, yeah. green and ESG and all this. We will force them. So, yes, he did. <laughs> I keep scrolling. All right, this is carbon pricing and beyond. Uh, Let's see here. Um, climate change is not merely another market failure but presumably the greatest market failure the world has ever seen that's one economist's Hmm. opinion folks not (laughs) 11,000 one given the size of the climate ahead or challenge ahead carbon prices may need to skyrocket in the very short time span towards which higher levels the much higher levels than currently prevail so okay uh, here's look i think we talked about this with Catherine Alts and fitz and the dylan reed story uh back in the 80s and 90s when they were the cia was running drugs into into the cities and then they uh they they took the federal prison system private into public into private companies then ipo right. them made them public companies on the stock exchange and all the politicians that including the current resident of the White House, who who was all over the 1994 omnibus bill, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Not omnibus, uh, uh, um, prison bill. Anyways, um, they all got shares in these companies before they went public. Okay? Same system here. Every politician and policymaker, because sometimes they're not elected officials, right? Like the head of, you know, call it the EPA, right? I mean, they're going to get shares too. Like Fauci would get shares too. They're all getting shares in some of these companies. They're all getting carbon credits. Al Gore owns a ton of carbon credits because he's the salespeople for the IPCC of the UN. They're giving these things. They don't buy them with their own money. They're giving it to them. So Mm -hmm. how do they make money? They got to cause the price of the shares of these companies, like these natural asset companies are all going to get shares of, right? They got to drive the price of those stocks up. They got to drive the price of the carbon credits that were freely handed out because they're created out of thin air anyways up. And more importantly, if you're a dry cleaning shop and you emit CO2, you have to buy carbon credits to offset the CO2 you emit, correct? Under their yeah. system. Okay. Yeah, you're, buy- you're buying from you the criminals stop- that created it. Yeah. That's right. It doesn't mean you have to stop or reduce the CO2 you're actually emitting. You just have to buy carbon credits to offset it. That's the quote-unquote net zero, right? That's the scam. Yeah, there's well, no difference between they, Tony Soprano selling uh, protection. Like You have to buy right. protection from us so that your laundry mat doesn't get burned down in the middle of night by us. <laughs> like That's all right. it is. You're selling them carbon protection. Right. And so what happens then is the price of the carbon protection goes up and up and up until they go out of business. 
Yeah, they go out of business, and, and it, they're just extorting them. It's just another form of attacks. Meanwhile, these guys hijacked. And by this time, they have hijacked all the trees, all the plants, all the oceans. And then they tell you that the carbon credit you're buying from them, right, so that you could run your machine, uh, whatever it is you make widgets, this carbon credit you're buying from them is because they control the offset, which is the tree and the ocean, of which they stole from somebody else. It's so It's a great. massive grift. It's a massive grift. It is freaking brilliant, man. I mean, it really is brilliant. It's, it's disgusting, but it's brilliant. Yeah. They're going to steal Let's the continue. rainforest and then tell you we can sell you carbon credits for your bagel shop because we we control a thousand acres down in a rainforest somewhere. That's so great. Well, the weird uh, thing is they create these carbon credits out of thin air anyways. So the only reason they're they're like stealing the rainforest is to quote unquote legitimize the carbon credit they created out of thin air. Well, exactly. I mean, it's it's a it's similar to the idea of uh, going back to like the gold standard, right? So they supposedly have the gold sitting inside of Fort Knox, which allows them to print pieces of paper that are supposed to be tied to the value of the gold that no one even including elected officials were allowed to actually see so this one is right. we control a forest now and our monetary system whether it be an energy certificate or a carbon credit or a cbdc is tied to this forest that we control and because the forest now is not being uh farmed it's not being logged uh the ocean is not being fished we can claim that that's our offset to uh, your dirty little business where you're making widgets or washing laundry or whatever. I mean, it's, it's kind it's of worse than that. It's worse than that. They create the carbon credit first, literally out of thin air. Then, as you say, they own this forest and they don't, they don't harvest it. So they're, they're saying that the carbon is sequestered. Well, they also calculate how much carbon those trees are sequestering. Who gets to check them? No one. Oh, it'll Trust be the inter- us. The, the Don't internet. question us. The science is settled. Don't even yeah. think about it. Yeah, don't worry. It'll be the International United Nations Tree Committee that goes in there and counts the carbon. And then, guys... If you don't think for two seconds that once these people steal the oceans and steal the land that they won't be doing even more horrible stuff (laughs) than what's already being done, you don't really think that Al Gore is going to let some giant forest that he controls just sit there. He's going to make money off selling the carbon credits. At the same time, they'll be uh, starting to build luxury uh, uh, getaways there or something. It's just, or they're stealing them because they know there's some natural resources below the earth they're going to start drilling for that they want to get a hold of i mean it's folks this stuff is so stupid when they actually when it actually comes to fruition okay and people go well wait a minute this is this bullshit or this is stupid let me give you a a few real examples right and and i think we talked about this but you know some people may not have gone back and listened to the other shows so one of the first triggers for me was was on what was going on was what happened to the canadian truckers Okay, this is before I ever went on Mike's for the first hot where I did with Mike. It all started to click for me. Okay, the puzzle pieces snapped into place. One of the puzzle pieces was the truckers 
Uh, anybody that donated to the truckers, whoever the Canadian vice president number two person is, she came out and she said, if you donated even $25 to these truckers, we're going to freeze your bank account. She says this, national TV in Canada, okay? Literally, a week later, Trudeau, the president, prime minister, whatever you call him, uh, the, the head of the Canadian po politics, he comes out and says, well, we have other ways to actually crack down on these people that contributed or donated to the truckers other than freezing their bank accounts. So we're going to unfreeze all the bank accounts. And they literally did freeze some bank accounts, folks. Mm -hmm. And I know in that week before, from the date she said they're going to freeze the bank accounts to the date he said they're, not, they're going to unfreeze and not do it that way, in that week, that interim week, the two largest commercial banks in Canada, the Royal Bank of Canada being one of them, their internets went down. Like you could not log in. They went mm -hmm. down. They crashed. Their, their websites crashed. Why? There was a run on the banks. They don't mm -hmm. have the money. There was a run on the banks. Okay? That's Exhibit A. Exhibit B, Ireland. Ireland came out and said, we're going to close one-third of the entire country's bank branches. And 80% of that one-third is in rural areas. Not cities where they want you to live and can control you, right? But in rural areas. Literally, three days later, the, the head of the banking system in Ireland came out and said, whoa, we made a massive mistake. We're not going to do that. There was a bank run. They don't have the money. There was a bank run. That's exhibit B, puzzle piece number two.